Hello and welcome to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast. I am your host, Amy. This is the podcast where I talk about anything and everything that's on my mind, ranging from deep and meaningful all the way through to random shit. You're here now, so why don't we hang out? Hello and welcome back to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast. I'm your host, Amy. I hope everybody is well. I am back with season three. I took a very short... Come on then. Don't start. Come on. Quick. Uh, We are dealing with the same issues. It is never ending. Stop fake sneezing. Come on. Get up. Go. Go. You can do it. sit down we're back with season three can you believe it i mean yeah probably (laughs) 100 episodes down i took a short break for those of you watching via video i apologize um the dog is sitting on my chest so while i was on my break from the podcast i got to thinking about the future of my podcast and where am i going what am i doing what i can see in my analytics is that People actually prefer my more casual episodes, the ones where I have not given it too much thought and I just sit down in front of a microphone and start talking shit. So um, this is this is a, uh, a learning, I guess. This is a new piece of information now that I've had the time to look into it. So a little bit of my podcast will be transitioning towards that more casual feel, that more kind of one-on-one between you and me with me sitting here in front of a microphone. My husband and I are watching a show called Alone. Some people will know what that is. Others are probably like, what the hell? So very briefly, it's a show based on survival, but it's not like Survivor. It's actually very different. So today I'm going to dive into Alone and my thoughts and we will work through whether I would actually survive in the wild because I don't think I will I absolutely think I would perish that fast so yeah let's go okay so the show alone it is basically so, so most of the seasons are a single person and this person has entered into this particular survival challenge. But it's very different to other survival challenges or survival games like Survivor. There's like the strategic component for Survivor and and there's all of the politics and the backstabbing. This show's not like that. So what they do is they select 10 wilderness experts and they're an expert in one particular area. They might be hunters or maybe they're like chippies, uh, carpenters or... Um, and they've got experience in building and being in the wilderness. You know, th- there's an array of different stuff that these people specialize in. So they select 10 of the best. These people will only meet each other very briefly before they're actually put into the wilderness. So they will see this person, they'll see the group casually and then never see them again. And they are placed strategically 
significant spaces apart. And the reason behind that is these people cannot cross paths. We don't want them crossing paths. And the whole premise of the game is you are alone in the wilderness. So the, the other component is they've got to outlast each other in the wilderness. And I'll talk a little bit about what they can take with them. However, they never know who is still standing because that's not information that the show shares with you. And it's an outlast game. So for some of them, they are not sure if there's anyone else left in the game. They're unsure as to who's dropped or what's happened. And they're purely focused on their own survival. So basically, they get placed into extreme locations. And some of the most extreme, there was one that we watched in Mongolia in the middle of winter. And down to the fact that everything turns to ice and they're ice fishing. Anyway, I'll get back to that in a moment. So basically, there are only 10 items they can take with them. They have clothing, apparel, and personal effects, which don't play into that. So thinking about things like your attire. So because a lot of the series is in remote conditions where, where it snows to the point of you know, whiteouts, which I've never heard of before, but basically so much snow and ice that you can't even see in front of you. And it's literally just white everywhere. So you have to pick the right attire. And there's a list of different stuff, like waterproof boots, uh, waterproof pants, sweaters, t-shirts, but they're limited. So for example, when we talk about the cotton sweaters or jumpers, uh, fleece, they're only allowed two. So they're allowed one t-shirt. They're allowed a certain number of pairs of gloves. And, I, I, you know, you get the gist here. But basically there is a clothing apparel and other list. They select from the list. However, if they select too much, they will be asked to return something to the list to minimize. So it's very minimalistic in that respect. So they go in with their chosen attire. And mind you, some of the times when they enter, it's warm. And they're wearing like woolen t-shirts and jumpers and stuff like that. So they've got to battle that. But I mean, you need to prepare for the cold in the long term because the long term is the cold. It gets cold pretty quick. Within a couple of weeks, they're usually feeling some sort of snow effects. Anyway, um, they can take a toothbrush, which is great, but you don't get toothpaste unless you opt it in as one of your 10 core items. And I'll get to that in a sec. Um, you can take eyeglasses, but no sunglasses and no transitional lenses. So that's an item that um, is kind of in the basics essentials list. It doesn't count towards um, your 10 items. So you are allowed 10 items from three different lists, but only 10. And you're not allowed to duplicate any of those items. So it's one of there is the shelter, bedding, and hygiene list. And this is where you need to select things like, will you take a tarp with you, like a tarpaulin? Um, and the answer is, yeah, you, everybody takes a tarpaulin because it'll shelter you in the initial stages as you're getting established. Um, they all take paracord, which I didn't know anything about, but basically um, it's like a type of cord or like a string of some, or like a really heavy duty string and people use it to create nets and to create, um, what do they call them? The little gate things that you pop in the water and the fish swim into it and get trapped for them to eat. 
you have to take a sleeping bag, obviously, because it gets so cold that you can't even see in front of yourself. So that's an obvious. And then the rest of it is just stuff that you want to pick. So think about things like there's a hammock, there's a bar of soap and toothpaste. So I've gone through these lists and picked out my 10 items. So I'll share those in a sec. But also on this list are things like you, whether you'll take a razor, um, a towel, a comb, and so forth. And then the next list is the hunting, cooking, food list. Remember, these lists that I'm explaining now, there are three of them. And the final is the tools, right? So out of these three lists, you can only choose 10. You can choose any 10. You can't duplicate them. And yeah, that's basically it. That's the rules, right? Okay, so in the hunting, cooking food, there are things like um, fishing line, which is, which is a must, right? You're going to opt in for the fishing line because a lot of what you'll be eating is, in fact, fish. But you can't take lures or hooks. You've got to actually make this shit yourself. There's also um, snare wire. I knew nothing about this either. But basically, you can create these little traps for um, small kind of rodent animals. So thinking things like um, rabbits squirrels and stuff basically um it's wire that you can use to create these traps and then once the animal stands in it it tightens around their neck and hangs them which sounds absolutely horrendous but we have to remember these people are surviving in the wilderness they they enter with nothing and it's a survival situation and a lot of these people are trained for this stuff Um, along with that there's a whole stack of food items very minimal though so you're only allowed to take a teeny tiny bit And from what I've seen, nobody takes in the food items. You really put that count towards the stuff that matters. Um, You need a pot, so something to cook in. There's frying pans, pots, bowls for eating, spoons, water bottles, etc. Then tools. So these are those things that are going to help you survive. So this is your stuff like, you know, knives of some description, um, tape of some description, sewing kits, flashlights, um, hatchets, axes, all of that. So you choose 10 and then those get put in a backpack. You also take filming equipment because there's no, um, what do they call them? There's no crew on set because there's no set. You don't have a cameraman. You are the cameraman. They get like a GoPro, they get a couple of others and they get like a whole bunch of batteries and SD cards that they record all of this to. And then obviously the show edits it down the track. Um, so you're, you're basically, anytime you're hunting, you've got not only your hunting gear, but you've also got the equipment because you've got to film what you're doing. And there are certain rules around the filming. Um, I'm not 100% across all those rules, but there's stuff like, you know, you have to leave a camera out the front taping for X amount of hours a day if you're down on the water. Like, there's rules like that to ensure that they capture enough enough footage to basically stitch together this timeline of what has been uh, accomplished for, for you or whoever's entered, right? There is a prohibited list of items. This prohibited list comes with like fine print that says this is not exhaustive if we basically see something that we believe will give you a competitive advantage we're going to remove it from you (laughs) so basically anything that gives you any sense of comfort you're not allowed to have so think things like beauty products goggles sunglasses maps and compasses 
what the fuck? People have gotten lost in their own little bush area and they're like, I, I don't know how to get out because they don't have anything. They don't have a map or a compass. Uh, there's stuff like you can't take anything that will harm like animal poisoning and stuff like that. You actually have to hunt properly using like a bow and arrow or snares or these gill net things. You can't um, poison animals or use stuff that's going to give you that advantage to get the food that you need. Uh, they can't take um, any type of cooker because <laughs> you've got to start a fire, right? So they can't take anything that's that is an assistive cooker. They can't take they can't take lip balm like i.e. chapstick. I saw that and I was like, nah, this is not for me. And the fact that that was the point, that was the only point that made me go, this is not for me because there was no lip balm. I would die without chapstick and it would only take maybe 45 minutes. Um, so that was the point for me where I'm like, I'm never entering this. Apart from the fact that I don't know how to hunt. I couldn't hunt a fucking cold out. If you said to me, you have to go and get a cold to skip work. I couldn't fucking hunt one. Anyway, there's a whole stack of shit. And the question is, how long would I last? And the answer to that is probably 45 minutes. Okay, so I've picked my 10 items. Let me share them. This took great deliberation. And I had to consult with my husband because I was picking stuff and he's like, that's stupid. And I'm like, but I need toothpaste. He's like, if you choose toothpaste, you can't have an axe. Or a sleeping bag. And I'm like, fuck. It's a big decision, right? So when it comes to the clothing, I've basically opted for winter clothing. Because I feel like you could strip down to a certain degree when it's warm and you'd be okay. But you definitely need your winter attire. But you need your winter attire because that's where it becomes most brutal. And these challenges are done over predominantly the winter season of whatever country it is. So... For the most part, I've just opted in on all the winter stuff. Things like uh, waterproof pants as well, because in a lot of instances, they do kind of go and do stuff and um, they need that waterproof nature. Obviously, you have to wear glasses, so I've got to take those. Uh, a toothbrush, I definitely take it, even if I can't have toothpaste, like just the idea of kind of brushing your teeth. Um, you can take in a personal photograph and none of this stuff counts towards the 10. And I've kind of got personal photograph with like a question mark. Would that make it worse? Like seeing your loved ones on a photo pinned to the wall of a cabin you've built? Um, because this is the thing, right? You enter and you've got to do two things to get yourself set up. Firstly, you've got to build a shelter. That takes a lot of time and energy. Um, you know, cutting down trees to create cabins or like teepees, if you like. And then you've got to get food. But the problem that they see is they often dedicate so much time to one or the other that the other gets neglected. So you might be in the first few days like hunting out all this food, but then you go, shit, I've got to go build my, my shelter. So you've got to weigh up what's more important. Is it more important that you are in like a robust shelter or is food more of a necessity? And that's that's the real question, right? Okay, so when it comes to my 10 items, I am educated on this show. So I know stuff now. I know animals that I shouldn't go near. I know that there are certain things that if you see when you chop an animal open, you don't eat it. I know a lot, right? So I've chosen my 10 items in an effort to make life as easy as possible. 
Um, I had a lot of difficulty because, like I said, I can't take soap and a toothbrush and a chapstick. And those are probably the three things that I care most about. Clean teeth, not stinking like sweat, and fucking chapstick. Because these bad boys are getting dry. Real dry, real fast. I remember, side note, I feel so bad for my students because I do this all the time. I go, side note, and then I go off into a story. I remember seeing many years ago this, I don't know if it was a reputable news article, but anyway, it was an article of some description. And basically they claimed that the makers of ChapStick crush glass, really, really fine glass, and they put that in the ChapStick. So basically when you wear the ChapStick, it makes your lips chapped and then you have to continue using it more and more in order for your lips to receive moisture. So you're like in this vicious cycle and they sell more products. It doesn't draw blood. Like it's really finely ground. That is ethically impossible. Like why? Why would they do that? Everybody loves chapstick, right? Okay, my 10 items. I'm taking a tarp. I need a tarpaulin. Um, and it'll be 12 by 12 because that's what it says on the list. I'm taking paracord, so that, that thin wire, um, not wire, like string stuff that's really sturdy. I get 80 meters of that. So what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to make a gill net. And that was the thing I forgot the name to, but basically it sticks um, across like in a line. And then underneath it, you do these different ties and knots. And then you basically drop it into the water and fish will swim into it and then they get trapped in your nets. And so you put it in um, at one point. Like some people put it in the morning, some put it in at the night. They leave it, they come back like a few hours later and then they see if there's anything trapped in the net. Not only that, they also build, um, what do you call it? Uh, it's like a, f a fishing net. So when you catch your fish, you're able to scoop it up because a lot of them catch the fish and then as they're dragging it to shore the hook will get loose and they'll swim off so you got to have this net thing and i'd make that too sleeping bags are must i kind of feel like it's a necessity without it you're going to die and everybody takes a sleeping bag i had bar of soap and toothbrush uh toothpaste sorry but unfortunately i had to sacrifice both of those so my teeth are going to be rank and i'm going to stink like shit okay what else I'm taking fishing line, but I'm going to have to make the little lures myself and I'm going to have to work out how to actually fish effectively. And you get a fair bit of fishing line because it's mainly fish I think I'll, I'll catch. I don't think I'm going to be good at like capturing big animals, like stabbing them and skinning them. I think I'd even struggle with a squirrel or a rabbit because... I just, I don't know, like it just feels so barbaric. I'd go vegan, I think. Pescatarian. But the thing is, there's no carbohydrates there and there's really minimal. So I'd be like berries and fish for me. Yuck. Berries and fish. <laughs> um, I'm taping, I'm actually taking some of the snare wire. I'm going to do little traps and see if I can just catch random stuff. And I kind of want a pet. So I want to get there and probably get a ferret or something. And then have it come live with me. Taking the snare wire. I'm going to trap shit. I'm going to have to just get over the fact that I'm going to be skinning stuff. I have to get over that fact. Okay. You have to have something to cook your stuff in. And you've also got to boil your water. Because the, a lot of the water isn't safe for drinking. 
but you're only going to have one pot. So you've really got to think about what's the best way that I get my liquids and my food. And a lot of people, a lot of people make um, like soups and broths and that's how they get both of those nutrients at once. Um, I'm going to need a flint. I don't know how to start a fire. Like that whole rubbing sticks together thing? Nah. I can, I can see how for some people it's doable and possible, but not for me. There is no way on this planet I will be able to rub two sticks together to create a fire. I will take the flint and I will use the flint. I don't know how to use the flint. I have to educate myself before I go. As for tools, I originally had pocket knife and hunting knife, but then I'm like, do I need those if I've got a machete? So I've got machete off the list. Um, you're going to need a flashlight because there's nothing of a night otherwise to provide lighting. Uh, apart from the camera. So the cameras that they're recording off have light and some of them use those. But I feel like I'm going to need a light because... It just doesn't seem right. And then I'm going to take a saw because I'm going to need to cut trees down to build my um, my little log cabin. Something else. They actually have a tap out mechanism. So it's basically like a walkie talkie. They hit a button and they have to use the phrase, I'm officially tapping out. And then the crew and the doctor and like a nutritionist, whatever, they come in and they will extract you from the field is what they call it. Um, but they're about an hour away. So if you're in danger, and this is this is the thing, right? You basically accept liability for the fact that you could be entering into a dangerous environment and you, you basically waver your life on this environment. And if something bad happens to you, you have to factor in that they're going to be about an hour away. And that's insane. Because there's been people, like, there was a guy who fell and, like, shattered something in his back. And he was laid there for, like, over an hour waiting for the team to come and rescue him. And they put him on, like, a board and had to carry him out. There was another one. There was a guy. There was another one. There was a guy. And he was in his shelter. And he said, I think I'm going to tap out. And then all of a sudden, the entire log cabin went up in flames. And he was like grabbing camera gear, trying to grab anything he possibly could, running out. And then he was trying to set the camera up to capture it. And the whole thing was just like melting into the ground. And then he called for help because he managed to save, uh, they call it like the yellow brick. He managed to save that. And he called them in and he's like, I'm fully exposed. My entire cabin just went down. I need you guys to extract me. And they were like, well, there's nothing we can do because it's the middle of the night. We can't bring the choppers in. Because it's too safe, uh, too unsafe. We won't know where to put them down and we won't be able to extract you. So we'll have to do that at first light. He was like, oh shit. He ended up laying on this wooden thing in front of his burning house for the entire evening just waiting. So you have to factor in that this shit is so, that the rescue side of things are remote. So this is why you've got to think things through. If you've got extreme like illness or cuts and lacerations, you have to go, righto, will I survive the next X amount of time if I don't call that help him? So basically, yeah, you can just hit the button and they come and get you. Um, the whole premise behind this is to win the prize money. Most of them are $500,000, but we saw one that was 100 days out there for a million and somebody lasted. 
but all of them have been 500,000 to, to this date that we've actually seen. They have uh, mandatory health checks. So after a certain point in time, every few days, medics are sent out there to assess their, the contestants' weight, um, their mental capacity, um, you know, their hydration levels and so forth. And if they find that any of those are potentially in a dangerous space, they will then extract that person and you have no choice. So basically you, you're told you're being extracted for medical reasons. So you don't want to end up in that space, right? This is why a lot of them put on a substantial amount of weight um, as they're entering into the challenge. I would just go vegan, I think. I feel like if you were consciously vegan, you would maybe have some better understanding of what you need and maybe a better ability to find food. I don't know. I just feel like it would be easier to not hunt and kill. I don't even know how I'd kill a fish. Like, let's say I catch one and it's alive. Ugh. Do I have to, like... Some people like punching them in the head. This is so bad. Anybody who's an animal lover... I am an animal lover, but... Like, this is a survival show. You don't watch this show if you don't like seeing like, animals being shot and stuff. Like, it's just, it's the nature of the show. It's not for everybody. I totally get that. Okay, so I've chosen my items. I truly, truly do not believe that I will last long. Even just looking at this, I am like, fuck. Like, I'm up shit creek before I've even started. The, um, the best though the best contestant by far every season was a guy by the name of Juan Juan Pablo he was so smart he was younger as well so you'll typically see the demographic with the people on this show they're they're much older they're usually you know survivalists of some you know genre because there's different types um so this guy was younger. It was kind of a little weird that he'd actually won because it's a lot of these older guys who know this information and knowledge because you've got to know a lot to go out here, right? Anyway, he, for the first, like, month or so, he was um, hunting and doing all of that stuff, like, doing what he needed to do. He entered with a fair, like, a considerable amount of weight on, but not a lot of weight that he was would be classified as overweight or heavy or anything like that. Anyway, he decided early on that he wasn't getting the right calorie intake and therefore starting a fire would need consistent um, update, uh, would need a consistent uh, stream of wood and wood chopping takes energy and effort. Straight away he was like, I'm not doing a fire. Prior to the show, though, he came from Mexico and a lot of the water, if not all the water there, is undrinkable for um, not necessarily Mexican people, but for um, lots and lots of the population. Anyway, it was he got to the point where he was drinking any water that he possibly could in its most contaminated sense to train his body so he would be able to drink the water straight from the challenge that he was in. Remember how I said a lot of them have to go and boil the water before they drink it? He didn't have to because he'd already trained his body to be able to consume basically any type of water and not have like extreme vomiting and gastro, for example. Right. So this guy's like, can't be fucked. <laughs> Building a fire. Fuck it. I'm drinking the water as it is. And then he worked out... If he kept eating 
his hunger was getting worse. So there was a point where he went, not eating, don't need to, I've got reserves, I'm just going to drink water. And this is just absolute bonkers. And that's exactly what he did. He stopped eating and he was just consuming water. He would get up, he would walk down to the water, he'd drink like liters of the stuff, take some back to camp, and he basically just sleep. Um, and that was generally it. And he won. He lasted 21 days without food. When you are either winning or being extracted or tapping out, for example, the medics, as I mentioned, come in and they usually bring you a hot broth. So as you're being rescued, you can't just be given food like a sandwich or anything like that. You actually have to enter into a feeding program to reintroduce you to the consumption of food because your body is now so used to not having food regularly it is not going to respond well to just having a sandwich shoved down your throat. So they come in with hot broth and they give them like a, a drinking cup full of broth. Um, and he, his partner came in because the partners, if you win, your partner will come in and say, you've won. It's a big surprise, all the rest of it. Anyway, they came in with broth for him and he was like, mm, no, nah, I'm good. He just wanted to show his partner like the little cabin thing that he'd built. And he wanted to show her like, oh, this is where I like the ice is. And this is where this happened and that happened. And um, it was wild. He was still just like meh. And he won like $500,000, which was so cool. Um, he really stuck it out. But um, I, like I said, I, I just not survive at all. Uh, some of the younger ones tap out quite early and we watch, we're watching a season of it at the moment where there were, um, I think two brothers and they tapped out in a couple of hours. Like it was that brutal and they were just like, nah, fuck it. We're out. <laughs> we were like, oh my God, like it's these younger ones. Um, and I, I refer to around my age, well, not my age now, I'm old cause it was my birthday last week. Yuck. Maybe the week before. I don't know. I don't know. I've been sick. I mean, yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, it's not important, though. What is important is that some of the younger guys are a little bit um, ill-prepared, if you like. And some of the older guys are ridiculously good and they know so much. However, we are watching a guy and um, at the moment with his son... Because uh, this is a couple's thing. Anyway, I'm not going to go into all the ins and outs. I could be here all day talking about this show. Uh, we are obsessed with it. Basically, father and son. The father's like 61. I don't classify 61 to be old. But he seems like he actually presents as much older. But he isn't able to do a lot of the stuff. So his son is like picking up the slack with some of it. Um, the dad's doing a lot of fishing and catching fish and all the rest of it. But... It's basically a, a mental game between yourself and the elements and how long can I last. And a lot of these people claim that they have this relationship with the elements now and the land that they're on and they're grateful for their experiences and all that type of stuff. So it does sound like it's rewarding in that respect, but fuck, like I can't take my chapstick. I am not going. I don't think you can have chapstick on Survivor even, like... Why? I just, I can't deal. Not only that, I really can't deal with temperature either. So it's been really hot here in Sydney, like 36 degrees. Um, 
we've been struggling through this heat wave and now it's dropped off to like 25 today it's so weird um but i can't deal with the heat neither can my pets and that's popo i don't know what's going on in my neighborhood but yesterday when i took the dog for a run there was just like police everywhere there were like paddy wagons and they're like the highway patrol ones and just the normal ones are everywhere i counted like six in a matter of like 20 minutes anyway um i don't like heating that's not controlled i don't like the heat i'm not good at the cold either um i have to sleep with an eye mask so that would be an issue because i need to have my uh, my eye mask has speakers in it and i listen to asmr to go to sleep i need a fan on at night as white noise for when my asmr finishes it also needs to be circulating the air i don't like stagnant air i need a water bottle on me consistently without my water bottle i'd probably die i need my hairbrush but i could go quite a while without washing my hair like i'm pretty good with that my hair's trained this bitch is trained um so yeah there are just some creature comforts that i would not be able to part with so chances are um, i'd probably just die really fast or tap out i think i'd be stubborn as well i think i'd die because i'd just be like i'm not tapping out no chance sounds like the viewership is really brutal and, and the people that tap out do get a lot of um shit thrown their way it is a super interesting show you learn so much as well so it depends on you know where they are um but there are there are certain things that they're not allowed to hunt so for example black bears are not allowed to be hunted so you physically can't hunt those and like you basically there's fines and all the rest of it you just you just physically can't do it it doesn't matter whether you um think you can or whatever you can't it's like big cats can't be hunted um wolverines are another one there's a large amount of wolverine population in quite a few of the seasons the problem with the wolverines so when these guys catch their food they've got to think about how to store it because for us we just put it in the fridge or freezer you don't have that when you're out there on this show so some of them build like little um, like ice boxes once it gets cold and they put their fish in that but then it comes the question of you've got to keep that stuff until it gets cold so there's that that period of perishable so some of them build like these net things that go up in the trees and they're suspended by this paracord rope but unfortunately wolverines can climb trees very quickly so not only do you have to protect your food from perishing but you've got to protect it from other animals because other animals are trying to get your food as well um yeah there's rodents there's uh like ferrets there's ducks and shit just walking over and just snatching your food and walking off so a lot of them smoke the food but the problem with that is you've got to build a smoker and you've got to build your smoker not near the camp because if it's too close and your smoker gets raided you could become food yourself these black bears could be like oh thanks for that that's an entree oh you person there you're my meal let's get going so you have to be really careful so how do you preserve your shit without your shit just being fucked um 
And I think a lot of people underestimate it. I think there are too many people that are like backseat. There are too many people that are kind of like backseat commentators that are like, ah, oh, that would be easy. I'd last so long. Fuck off. No, you wouldn't. Honestly, like a couple of hours without our creature comforts, I was even thinking like, what the fuck am I going to do? I would need to create a game of some description. I was saying to my husband, if I had solitaire, I could just play for hours. There was a guy who made a solitaire, like who made a card deck to play solitaire. And I don't know what the material was, but he was like playing that. Some people make checkers boards, um, which I don't know how you play some of these games independently. Like you can play solitaire till the cows come home. It's fun though. So yeah, it's like, what do you do with that time? Like this guy was making toys for his kid's birthday. So there was like a guy doing that. Um, some guy was creating jewelry for his wife or something. What do you do to pass the time? You don't have your phone. You can't just jump on TikTok and waste 30 minutes. You have to work out how the fuck am I going to spend my time? And once it gets later on and there's next to no food and you've gone four, five, six days, how do I not expend the energy that I have to stay alive? It's just insane. It is a really good show, but I will preface with there is animal death, so some people do find it difficult to watch. But the show in its form and the title and the plot of the show should be abundant. There's going to be animal death because you are surviving alone in the wilderness. So it's like, what do you expect? What are they going to eat if they're not killing animals? So anyway, my time would be short-lived. My, um, I had a lot of great difficulty in choosing my exact items. Even my list of my clothing, apparel, and personal effects feels a little lengthy. There's a high probability that they would tell me, you've got too many things, so scale back. And I don't know how I would do that. I don't know what I'd give up. So maybe I might give up, fuck, you can't give up your underwear because you kind of need that thermal underwear. I'd probably have to give up the toothbrush. The problem is, though, when you're eating berries, your teeth go black because of all the, like, colours in the berries. If you're eating blueberries and there's other ones, there's, I don't know what they're called. So you have to be super careful with that. Um, yeah. I really, really enjoy this show. It is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. If you are not, like, squeamish by this type of stuff... And you can kind of um, appreciate the survival or survivalist nature of stuff. I recommend watching it. Uh, the problem in Australia is there are only two seasons on Netflix, but the rest of it can be streamed via SBS On Demand, which is the... Um, SBS used to be like Channel 1 or Channel 0 or something on free-to-air, but they've actually got an app, like the By Demand app, that you can watch it through. It's usually pretty good. A lot of the um, on-demand apps will have a copious amount of ads, the free ones, but they don't. They have like three or four ad breaks the entire one-hour show. So it's not so bad. Um, you can also stream it from the History website, like history.com or whatever it is. You know, the channel, the History channel. Yeah, so you can stream it there too. Anyway, I find it fascinating and I just purely wouldn't last. I was thinking last night, like I wouldn't last in this environment, but I should maybe start a series titled something like 
all of the simple ways that Amy Lee would likely die and just do like a whole bunch of this stuff because there are so many instances where I would perish very very easily um so many instances like even really basic instances if I had to camp for example even if I have to stay somewhere like overnight or whatever if I don't have those things that I mentioned like my eye mask and my lip like chapstick and stuff it's a really bad experience for me and then I look at that and go well I'm not doing that ever again because I couldn't take my chapstick uh I'd need a a hair tie, 100% a hair tie. Um, pro- I'd probably put on like a, a beanie. I don't know if I can add that to my list of stuff, like my clothing, just to cover up my hair because it's going to be foul. And if you don't have a brush, it's going to be knotted and gross. Um, I've overthought this. Like I've literally overthought this into the ground. Um, oh, God, I just really wish I could have my toothpaste and my bar of soap, though. And a razor would be good, but it's like, fuck, like, you give up those, like, you take those three, you got to give up something else somewhere. Like, your axe and your machete, or your saw and machete, you know what I mean? Like, you've, you've got to kind of factor in, do, what are the fundamental survivalist things that I actually physically need, versus those things that are just going to make me comfortable. Because uh, you can't have anything that makes you comfortable. I don't even know how to build a log cabin. I know, I know that it has to have like these particular grooves in a particular way for them to slot into each other. I know that much. Um, but that shit's heavy. So carting around like trees that you've cut, oh, be so, so onerous. I could imagine me just being there on the ground with a tarp over me, just being like, fuck it, this will do. And then like absolutely perishing in the winter. She not easy. She not easy. Um, I'd be interested to know if any of you guys have watched this particular show and what your thoughts are and whether you'd last or not and what items that you'd actually take with you. It kind of gives like a, you know, that question that people ask when they're trying to get to know each other, the whole, what would you take with you to a desert island? People are like, my mobile phone, some sunscreen. No. What would you really take? if you were dropped in the middle of nowhere and all these places they have extreme extreme weather it's not just as simple as like oh that place there's cold no they look for the most diabolical cold locations they can possibly find with overgrown uh, vegetation forest you name it like this shit's a fucking mess when they get there yeah, they could struggle to walk they struggle to navigate it is literally shit. Um, and they put them in the most difficult situations. Anyway, oh my god, I could talk about this all day. There are so many different things coming to mind. But that's an environment that I would die in quite easily or be hitting the uh, button. Sorry for those watching. Buddy just walked over the top of the tripod. You're happy with yourself are you or are you not happy with yourself and the nuisance that you've been i apologize for the background noise but buddy do you apologize say sorry say it say it he licks his lips that that's that's pup puppy puppy apology okay all right i'm, I'm finishing now i'm finishing now we'll go have something to eat 
Um, that's all. Buddy, so sorry for those watching. The camera's just getting knocked left and right. Come up if you want to jump, if you want to jump. Go, 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 go. You're not going to hurt me. He will hurt me. Come on. Three, two, one, go. Go. <laughs> Ow. There goes my, you will not hurt me. Okay, for those watching, I apologize. You can see him standing. Oh, God, you're a nuisance. Um, sorry to headphone listeners. That's him yawning. That scream sound, that is him yawning. Anyway, let's wrap it up. He wants us to go get food. I haven't eaten today and I need to definitely go get food. So that is all from us. Right, buddy? That is all from us today. He just yawned again. He just yawned again. So that's perfect. Okay. You can hit us up on our Instagram. Uh at the Aesthetic Vibes Podcast. Drop by the website, Aesthetic Vibes Podcast. What else? We're on Spotify uh, in video form. For those watching in video that don't want to, I'm on all platforms from an audio perspective. What else? Um, what else? What else? What else? I don't even remember. I don't remember my outro. This is how long it's been. It's only been a couple of weeks. Uh, what else? Drop by my TikTok. Uh, Dr. Ames Kelly the end I, don't, I can't think of anything else so have an amazing week i will be here next week with another topic of me just talking about stuff uh, i hope you found it interesting i really want to know your perspective on this show it's fucking brutal uh have a wonderful rest of the week and i'll see you guys next week uh, bye-bye say bye-bye say bye <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>